All right. Just waiting for something to kick back in. We should be live any second now. All right. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Uh, we are live at the APB show. First ever time doing a Euroball edition of our program. Uh, I'm really happy to be surrounded by uh, my familiar faces as well as new guys that have hopped on board. Uh, I'm going to start out with my main man, Chris, and then kick it out from there on. Hey there, Chris. How's up? What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me as always. Uh, how are you doing? How's everything going on your end? Doing good. Doing good. Osan, my man, how's everything in Turkey? Everything is well, you know, the pandemic restrictions. It's a little bit boring, but we're holding on. Got it. Got it. Nick, my man, how are you? Holding up for sure. Uh, just uh, relaxing, uh, watching a lot of NBA. I have a lot of free time, so <laughs> watching a lot of basketball. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Always. And finally, last but not least, Adolfo. Hi. Senor, my, my man from Spain, what's up? How are you doing? Well, fine. So happy to be here. And uh, I can't wait to talk a, a little bit about basketball. Great stuff. We're definitely going to talk a lot about basketball, guys. Um, all right. So uh, just to explain to our viewers and our listeners, so uh, this is a brand new format. We're literally going to be digging into uh, what I deem as Euroball. So we're discussing about the Euroleague. We're going to talk about the Basketball Champions League FIBA. We're going to talk about the Turkish Basketball League and then uh, definitely going to touch up on the Dutch Basketball League and Dutch basketball in general, so including the women's as well. And naturally, any rumors, news, information we have about uh, European basketball, we're going to touch up on. Um, and with that, I want to actually uh, hand over the mic over to my man, Ozan. What's going on in the EuroLeague, Ozan? What, what, what are we going to look forward to next week? And what do you have in store for us uh, at the Advanced Pro Basketball website? Yeah, sure. Uh, EuroLeague had a shaky week, I guess, because some teams changed their managers. Uh, it is certain that now Panathinaikos uh, have a new manager, and he's going to stay with Israel men's basketball team as well. First of all, they told us that he will leave Israel's men basketball team, but I read something that he will stay as head coach. Uh, also, Anadolu FS has a new addition to their team. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, so if you can help me, I will be very glad. They added Musa, former NBA player. Oh, uh, the, the, the former uh, Brooklyn Nets kid, uh, Dazdan Musa. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Added him and Fenerbahce had a great uh, week in Euroleague. Uh, they had 29 assets in that game. Uh, also, we knew that from instead Fenerbahce has the lowest isolation ratio in the Euroleague, and the, uh, this things checked out for them. I'm checking Barcelona uh, beat Kim Ki. 
Nikola Mirotic is back with the team. Maccabi and Olympiakos had a uh, shaky game. It was full of adrenaline and Olympiakos uh, were the winning side. And there's a funny thing about that game. In mid-season Euroleague survey, GMs chose Scotty Wilbekin as a as the best leader, I guess. And uh, his last game didn't check out with that survey. Yeah, so it, that, that's for sure. <laughs> it was a little funny for me. Alex Perez had a good game with uh, Fenerbahce. Also, Real, Real Madrid got Alex Thais from Galatasaray. Uh, new addition to the Madrid yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, Red Star couldn't travel to Madrid because of the weather conditions in Spain. Adolfo knows better. <laughs> he can talk more about that. Uh, these are the these are the overview for the Euroleague, I guess. I I got you. Um, just maybe one one question. So uh, I see some. Interesting matchups happening this evening. Um, so I see that uh, CSKA Moscow is going to be playing uh, Zagiris this evening, and also there's there's a Bayern Zenit game uh, as well planned in. Um, I'm just curious on your thoughts. So what, what do you think about the the Moscow game and then uh, the Zenit Saint Petersburg game? Which which one would you be looking into uh, this evening? Uh, I think I will uh, look into Moscow game because uh, after the departure of coach Eskevichus, I think Zalgiris is doing an extra, extraordinary work. Uh, they're playing a good collective basketball. I think they are beyond my expectations for this season. So I would check out Moscow and Zalgiris game. No doubt. Great to hear that. All right. Adolfo, my man. The FIBA Basketball Champions League. Well, we are, we are waiting a little bit to, to see the, the next phase of the, to the playoffs because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing a, a bridge between some teams in, in, in Basketball Champions League. I, I see uh, Bamber, uh, uh, Tenerife, Burgos, uh, even EAK or Carciaca. Um, uh, uh, in, in a high level than the other uh, one teams. I, I think they are going to be the favorites. Uh, four of them uh, will be on, on Final Four. Uh, uh, yesterday, I've been surprised by, by the result of uh, uh, Dijon uh, game against Tofas Bursa. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it, but uh, well, uh, it was a 29 game difference. So, um, I don't know if uh, is, this is happening uh, because the the pandemic situation, uh, right. the teams uh, um, uh, are having uh, so much troubles to 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 keep uh, some regular and, and physical condition uh, in games and and even traveling. So, uh, well. I think we need to focus in, in, in four or five teams because they are having uh, uh, great teams, uh, great rosters, uh, uh, and they, there is a little bridge between Dance and the other teams. So, well, you see, Bamber is undefeated in, in this round, uh, Burgos, Zaragoza, Tenerife are qualifying. So, uh, well, we'll see if. Uh, Something uh, appears and 
and, and, and it's undercover and, 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 and well, it, it will be a, a very happy surprise. But mm -hmm. at, at this time, I, I think uh, we have uh, four or five favorites and um, they will decide the, this competition. I got you. Adolfo, I uh, am curious about one thing in the Basketball Champions League. Um, Strasbourg, uh, good French team. Uh, their head coach, shout out to Coach uh, Tuovi. Uh, Lassie's been a good friend uh, from past days when he was at Besiktas, definitely. Uh, now he's actually running Strasbourg. And I see that they're going to be up against uh, Riga playing very soon. Um, I'm very curious. What are your thoughts about this matchup? Because over on the Riga side, I also know a player – um, we, we, we've been connecting on social media a lot with him, and I also know him from the NCAA. Um, Kyle Allman uh, is a crazy player that also had a breakout season last year um, in Greece, if I'm not mistaken, and he moved actually over to, to Riga. So what are your thoughts about that matchup? I mean, uh, is that something we can look forward to? Riga is uh, the, 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 I really want to disappoint in this competition. Uh, I expect too much more for them. Uh, they have a, a great core of, uh, in, in the team, Ekoras. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. They say they're great players, and, and well, they, they are an, an historical in, in, in our basketball. But Strasbourg have a, a balanced team. Uh, I think they have a, a great starting five. Uh, they are playing great in European competition. I miss a lot of uh, this regularity in, in French competition, but uh, it's one of these teams that I can see uh, going further uh, in, in playoffs and, and, and making some troubles to, for example, Tenerife or, or Burgos, because they are physicals, they can run good the floor, uh, they can stop some uh, key players. Uh, and well, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good team to see. Uh, it's a good matchup, but you see, three guys almost, uh, they are lost all, all, all the, the choices in, in this run. And well, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, a really, it's a really big surprise. I got you. I got you. Um, all right, my man Chris. Um, so, what do you have in store for us in terms of news and what's going on in Europe, my man? Well, you know, before I think touching on some news, I, I'd like to kind of pose a question to the rest of the guys. We're seeing some changes. Uh, like we talked about, you know, a new manager uh, in in Greece. I've seen some coaching changes, especially in Belgrade. Um, and you're always seeing player shifts at this stage in the league. What what impact does that have, and and which is the biggest I think for their team and sliding up or down, you know, the ladder at this point? Nick, why don't you go ahead and take this one? Um, no, you can see in the in the DBL um, like Donar adding uh, Justin Watts. Uh, coming back, a player who played in the league a couple of years ago in 2016-2017. Um, a 12-point-per-game player, adding it to a team with the highest rating per possession already. Um, so I think Donar, that makes Donar in the DBL an even bigger favorite than they even were. Um, also, I think Dembos is has a really good take with uh, Hank Morel. 
uh, adding him uh, back again. Uh, of course, he retired uh, coming back na- last season and announcing that he was coming back uh, this season a couple of days ago. Um, he just brings so much experience, so much uh, knowledge to especially their young players who we can help. I think he's a good addition, which puts uh, Den Boss in a way better position. Um, I mean, I'll... And- I'll be I'll be hopeful about uh, Dembos. I mean, I I know our guy Rule. Uh, he definitely does a bang up job over there, trying to lead the the technical side of things. But yeah, I mean, uh, I I find it like very interesting. Uh, Stefan Vessels is definitely always a big name that yeah. uh, has been there for them in terms of support. But yeah, I mean, with with Hank actually uh, after a long time spending time in Spain. And then coming back to uh, play in the DBL, uh, I'm curious to see exactly how things will go for him with those knees of his. I mean, he's had issues uh, health-wise in the past, and that was the reason why he actually uh, reasonably retired. And uh, I thought the family time was going to definitely be something, but I think he must be feeling well to actually uh, reconsidering playing again. Yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. and I and I I also think that it's just the addition of having him in the locker room, having yeah. him around yeah. your young players, having him around other big men, and l- like you have a young player in in Morgan Stilma who is yeah. very talented. Yeah. I mean, Hank Norell can bring so much uh, knowledge to him and help him so much on his game. I think that's one of the things that Dan Boss was looking at as well. Even though he's gonna help on court as well, if his knees stay healthy, of course. Mm-hmm. Adolfo, what about what about on your end, my man? Well, I think it's a it's a, a little risk because the healthy pro the health problems, but well, the it's a it's a great improve. Uh, you know, it's uh, the the case uh, that you uh, you have told about the 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 the. Um, um, the locker room, the, the experience is a is an European player. You can see him in in Euro Cup uh, not too much time ago. So I think it's a good addition, and well, it add too much for a, a team in in DBL, and you can see also a, a great team. I don't trust a lot in Morgan Stilma. <laughs> I saw him a lot <laughs> here in Spain. Uh, I, I don't think that the Morgan Stilma problem is about his ability or, or skills or, or is not a, a talented player, uh, but uh, his mind is the, the really one uh, problem. I don't really know if he likes basketball uh, or, or he wants to play professionally in uh, basketball. And well, uh, maybe uh, one player like um, Hank Norell is a is a good help for him to show him the way. Uh, well, maybe uh, you can see a great uh, improvement in in Morgan Stilma just because the uh, a sign like the Hen Hen Norell. Mm-hmm. Got you, Osan. On your end in Turkey, what what do you think about the question that Chris did ask? Yeah, there are many changes in Turkey, but I want to start with Fenerbahce's decision keeping uh, Igor Kokoshkov as a head coach. Generally, we don't see this kind of action. We don't uh, see the 
front office uh, believes in the roster and the head coach because in Turkey, if if you're playing for or if you're coaching the such a big club as Fenerbahce, FS or Galatasaray, you have so small window to change something to be successful. Igor Kokoshko was definitely going bad uh, with his first season, but he was able to change things up in court with the additions of Alex Perez and Marco Guduric. Also in uh, another powerhouse in Turkish sports, Galatasaray changed their head coach. Ekrem Memnon is the new head coach of Galatasaray men's basketball team. Uh, currently, they are in uh, the end of the Turkish basketball league. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, coach Ekrem Memnon knows the club, knows the culture. Uh, he is aware of expectations. I don't know what he can change in terms of roster because Galatasaray has a, such a uh, limited roster. But I'm sure that in short term, he will boost team's morale and uh, he will be something like it will be something like Fatih Terim kind of coaching for a little while after <laughs> we can see some changes in the course. I mean, I I honestly don't know how optimistic I am about uh, Galatasaray, especially with the basketball Super League in Turkey. I mean, I just hope for a fact that they don't get relegated and they don't really drop after the second league. I mean, it, it would be a huge surprise to me, but I mean, Yeah, Coach Menden definitely coming on board. Uh, I was shocked by it when I first of all heard the news and everything. But yeah, I mean, with so much changes going on all, all across Europe, I mean, uh, here's actually a take on it, Chris. I mean, I've seen players move from leagues like the DL over to Belgium. And I mean, shout out to my guy, uh, Mohamed Karazi. I'm pretty sure that he's actually watching right now. Uh, he's actually moved from uh, Feyenoord over to uh, coach Paul Fervak's uh, team in Mechelen. And so uh, if, if you have moves like that happening, just for the sake of the fact that players just want to keep on playing, same things happened with, uh, who was it? Shane Hammink. Shane Hammink also moved from uh, Joost United over uh, to the Belgian uh, Euromillions Basketball League. So, I mean, th- those kind of flips when they happen – Uh, at first, it is a little bit of a surprise, and even with uh, these kind of tiny coaches' movements or executive movements that happen, I mean, to me, the thing is, at the end of the day, is this just for this season that is happening, or is it actually in the long run? Because, I mean, like uh, a guy like Mohamed Kirazi, up until now, uh, he's been huge for the Dutch national team, but he's never really explored an opportunity to play outside of the Netherlands. And uh, he's actually a very solid defensive guy and does a bang-up job when he gets the ball on offense. But now has only been the right opportune time for him to actually shine. And now he's taking that opportunity. And same situation apparently right now is also taking place for a lot of other players and uh, equally so for uh, coaches and executives as well. I mean – those moves overall happening right now over here on uh, this side of the pond, it, it's really, I think, more of a confined uh, circumstance. I mean, it, it seems more so at least uh, from where I sit, but then again, you really never know. I mean, if uh, the vaccine doesn't really kick in in time or, I don't know, like at least um, maybe till the end of the season, things aren't figured out for next season, then it's going to be 
uh, something that we're just going to have to live with. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty and that's going to continue, unfortunately, well into 2021. I'm, I'm no doctor or scientist, but I think we'll <laughs> yeah. be seeing these effects for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing we, we, we touched on the DBL and, and um, Belgium a little bit. I wanted to bring up the new league that those hey. countries are kind of merging and yeah. talk a little bit about that and maybe what you think the effect is going to be either positive or negative um, for both sides. Yeah, Nick, what's, what, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I'm really positive about the Banner League. Um, it, it has been something that we as players, coaches <clears throat> around the league have been playing, have been talking about for, for years on. Um, this actually finally happening um, is, I think, a great, great new thing for basketball in the Netherlands, but also in Belgium. And especially for the better teams in the league, um, in the DBL, it's just a little bit of a step up to get that little bit more of more competition instead of playing in the Euro League, because the Euro League is sometimes a little bit too high, and <clears throat> this Banner League can can make that gap a little bit smaller. I think. No doubt, no doubt, definitely. I mean, I'll I'll put this on a flip side of things, and then try to maybe play a little bit of devil's advocate. I've been hearing very uh, kind of like strange rumors and everything and also some back backstories happening. But like um, the Belgian side is definitely uh, supposedly a bit more powerful in terms of what the teams actually have. I mean, uh, for instance, team like Brussels, uh, Phoenix Brussels, I mean, they have amazing head coach uh, Ian Hanovan and he does a bang-up job with what he has in terms of quality of players and everything. And he just kind of like tries to push through and uh, pretty much be on point uh, where he can. On the other end of things, um, you have teams like Den Helder up in the north of Holland. And there you have Coach Peter van Noort. And uh, he's in a exact same circumstance as Coach uh, Ian Hanovan. I mean, he tr just tries to push through the league. He tries to be innovative in terms of a lot of things. And then you've got uh, teams like uh, Antwerp Giants. And then um, similarly on the Dutch side, you have uh, Heroes and Boss. So, mm -hmm. I mean, th those teams are kind of like uh, top tier of their leagues. However, uh, where will they be clashing if and when this Benelux League circumstance really uh, does begin next season? And yeah. I mean, then you have those top-tier uh, two teams. You have got uh, teams like Donar Groningen. And then uh, on the other side, inside of Belgium, you've got uh, Coach Dario doing his thing with his team. I mean, it is crazy, guys. And, I mean, it, it could potentially be a very big commercial push also for both ends of both leagues because uh, the merge just doesn't necessarily mean – uh, the play level is actually going to rise. But, I mean, we could potentially see a very good uh, push to becoming uh, a better overall basketball community. I mean, there has been that connection uh, from past to present, and it could lead to a lot of really good things. But then, I mean, uh, how far it will go or how sustainable it really will be, those are all the things that uh, have been – already discussed. I mean, there have been kind of like 
work groups that have actually been leading up to it from both the Belgian and the, the Dutch side. Um, I mean, fingers crossed that everything does work out. It's always a good Hopefully. thing to have uh, an additional uh, basketball competition in Europe. And yeah, I mean, it, it'll be really uh, fun to definitely report on that, especially. Um, I want to move on to the Basketball Super League in Turkey. Ozan, so uh, what do we have going on for next week, man? Let me start uh, with a quick review of the last week because we saw some uh, great performances. Uh, Darush Shafaka beat Turk Telecom and Doğuş Özdemiroğlu had himself a great game. We already know him as a uh, new generation lockdown perimeter defender. Uh, he is also quite smart point guard, uh, but uh, he overcome the expectations for the last game. He had 26 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists and 7 steals with a uh, 28 efficiency rating. So it was a monstrous game from him. Uh, also, Karşıyaka beat uh, Fethiye in a way game. Uh, you could say it was an easy victory in terms of Karşıyaka, but Fethiye did a last push in the third quarter and the, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but uh, it wasn't enough for Karşıyaka. Uh, we see Afyon beat Orman Spor to uh, Bahçeşehir College beat Oh, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit lost right now. Uh, generally, the, these are the overview in Turkey. Uh, Bursa beat Beşiktaş, and uh, Xavier Mountford had himself 25 points, uh, and Peter had 10 assists. Uh, but in terms of Beşiktaş, I want to talk about Alperen Şengün. He's having himself a very good season. He's such a young player, but he's averaging 21 points. Uh, 1.5 blocks per game and 10 rebounds with 60% field goal. So I think he will sign with uh, a better team in Turkey in this offseason or maybe uh, we can see a EuroLeague or I don't know. He seems solid. I mean, so I've, I've, I've heard a lot of rumors that uh, his agent has been in touch with Fenerbahce and everything, but I mean, I think they've only been speculative rumors of uh, him actually being moved. Um, I really doubt that Besiktas is at this point of the season going to look at really moving him anywhere. I think they're really just trying to keep that young core in place. And then with a couple of those new incoming Americans, uh, they're going to try to do something. Yeah, with uh, Doge, as you said it, uh, I mean, uh, shout outs to coach Sajokarnak. I mean, he is an amazing tactician, and he uh, used those young guys uh, with so finesse. I mean, it, it's still crazy to me that he manages to pull out all the stops at the right points, and then even if he loses the game, he learns very quick from it. And uh, his pupils, they always are looking for an added push to be able to come better. So no surprises there. Um, Ozan, who would be a player that we can look forward to uh, for the next round in Turkey. Uh, let me check uh, next round matchups. So uh, we have Bursa Spor against Fethiye Belediyespor. We can uh, look for Xavier and Bursa Spor has the league uh, top. I'm not gonna say playmaker, but assist leader. Uh, so 
let me check real quick his averages. He's averaging 9.9 assists per game. I, I think it's pretty high for uh, Bursa Sport standards. Uh, Newman, Malik Newman is the uh, Turkish, Turkish Basketball League assist leader. So I think we should look out for him. He is uh, putting his mind on the court and creating uh, great positions for his teammates. Uh, we have another matchup I'm looking forward to. Uh, one second, please. We have Fenerbahce Besiktas, so uh, we can watch. Uh, oh, big derby uh, game. Big derby game. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, a great matchup in the central area with Alperen and Ahmed Duverdoğlu. He is in great form lately. But uh, when we talk about Fenerbahce, I think if Fenerbahce wants to go final four or uh, create a competitive team in terms of uh, playoff round. I think Fenerbahce needs to add a, uh, another center. Uh, Johnny Hamilton or Ahmed uh, Duerolo won't cut this position. Ahmed is uh, overriding himself. I think he can sustain this per performance, but if he can, uh, it will be great for Fenerbahce. Uh, <laughs> we see Turk Telecom and Anadolu FS. Uh, I think it will be the first time we will watch uh, Musa in FS jersey against another uh, NBA player. Yeah, Osan, did uh, I don't know if uh, is the Musa deal already confirmed, or is it is it just currently being still set up? I mean, I, I heard that uh, they're considering a move uh, of Musa, but I, I don't know if it's a hundred percent sure yet. Have you? Heard anything uh, about that? Uh, I saw the uh, one second, please. Europe's news uh, on Musa going to FS, and it's by yeah. Nikos Marlas. So oh, okay, Fabrizio Romano. So I think it's a done yeah. deal. No, uh, it should it should be a confirmed circumstance. Then, not for sure. Uh, they made it official now, but Musa, uh, I, I, I think. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking too. I mean, yeah, apparently yeah. he signed. He officially signed one hour ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a three year deal that he actually signed with FS, and uh, he's going to be able to hopefully get some decent minutes going there. But I mean, uh, for Coach Ataman, I'm pretty sure that it's a very smart move to be able to get a player like that. And I mean, if you can match him up uh, in a rotation together with Shane Larkin, I mean, it will be a crazy. Assist fest in itself, most probably. We'll we'll definitely look forward to that one. Um, but I, did, right. I have some questions about Musa, Mitsich, and Larkin working together. We already know that both Larkin and Mitsich likes to uh, play with the ball. Although Ergin yeah. has created a system uh, where they can share the ball, and now uh, I think his workload increased because he needs to uh, find a system where three of these guys can work together. I think that Musa likes to uh, have the ball in his hands and he is generally improvising. He's a creator. I don't think they can use him as a third guy standing in the corner, uh, just creating space. They need to give him the ball if they want to, uh, if they want him to score. I mean, at, in terms of an analyst perspective, here's what I can say to the, the thought process of maybe using them. I, I don't think it'll be uh, a long-term time play that they have, the three of them, 
on court at the same time. But, I mean, it'll definitely be a rotation uh, between the three. I mean, at maximum, I'd assume that uh, if uh, Jakob, the assistant, and, of course, Coach Ataman, uh, when he sees those kind of rotational values coming in, uh, it'll just be a pretty much easy switch. I mean, a couple of minutes here and there that you see all three of them on the court naturally, that, that could occur. But, I mean, potentially the offensive output versus the defensive uh, rotation that you see there, that, that's going to be uh, the hell that they're going to create. I mean, even the, the the fact that all three of the guys, they love to get the ball in their hands and then create something from it. I mean, it'll be uh, a very, very interesting thing to, to look. Um, I'm anything else? For that one. I'm, I'm hoping Turk Telecom can pull that one out. I'm looking forward to that matchup for that reason. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm never going to put uh, Coach uh, Burak Gunan aside. I mean, he's an amazing tactician, and what he's done with uh, guys like uh, Wilcher and uh, with Decker, and I mean, the rest of the squad, it is crazy. But, I mean, uh, let's be honest, and FS is also not at the same play level that they were at last year. So, I mean... Uh, it'll be an interesting matchup to catch on for sure, but I think still the the top matchup of next week. I mean, I'm not going to dub it at this point, but I I, I think it's actually uh, the Bacheshire Coalition versus uh, Dar Shafaka game in the basketball super league. You're going to be seeing uh, Arhan Ernak at Bacheshire Coalition facing off against his brother Sachuk Ernak over there and. To me, that is a real uh, family clash and a clash of minds, really, that'll take place. I mean, uh, I don't think I can recall the last time over the last at least five seasons or even more that that's happened in the Basketball Super League. And uh, it'll be a lovely thing to watch, guys. I mean, if you do get a chance to uh, check out the game afterwards, definitely do so. It'll, it'll be very uh, fun of a story to definitely look into that. Um, I want to quickly move on uh, to Nick before uh, I do forget. My man, uh, Dutch yeah. basketball in general. So we are restarting. And it's, Finally. It, it's been crazy already. I mean, uh, the first couple of games of both the DBL and then the WBL, so the, the women's basketball, uh, they were played out. But then, yeah, we, we had – uh, number one of a lockdown, then number two happened. And yeah. Now uh, we're we're looking at uh, a restart of both leagues. And yeah, we're finally yeah. restarting. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me, what did you want to say? Um, yeah, no, I'm curious on your right. take. Uh, so, what 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 are we looking at, and uh, what do you see on both ends? Um, especially. I think we're so happy to start again. And yeah. everyone is like hoping and praying that we can uh, keep on playing now and then we can just finish the season uh, for both leagues um, because we're already looking at a sort of partial lockdown right now. Sports is getting, uh, we're getting a little bit more, more space on sports, but the problem still is, is that we have a couple of new variants of Corona and yeah. they're going into lockdown. Our schools are closed, so you never know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's such a big risk that they they say, yeah, you got to quit all sports. Um, but we just really hope that we can keep on playing. 
because we have a fun season ahead of us, I think. Um, especially in the DBL. Um, I think the, the league is very open. Um, I think uh, Donar is still the clear favorite, but I think the the other three top four spots is are really going to be a fight. Um, we have Leiden, Den Bosch, Feyenoord, who's probably going to maybe step in. Uh, then you have Den Helder, who can really step up, and you never know what they're going to do this year. We still have Lanstede, the Swallow, who uh, won the championship uh, last year. Yeah. Um, and then you never know if Ades maybe steps in. Um, if they get it on, get it going, and they start playing better, then maybe they can even step in the, to the top four. So I think the rest of the league is really open. Uh, we unfortunately do have our bottom teams, I think, again. Uh, we have Almeida, uh, who we can see like is not ready for the Eredivisie yet. It's a big step for them. Yeah, uh, It's actually my hometown, so it's fun to see them play in uh, the DBL mm -hmm. finally. They, they finally make that step, um, but the talent isn't there yet to really compete in the DBL. So oh, hopefully that, they can get hey, that on sorry. track. I, I don't agree with that. Coach Croft, he, okay. he, he definitely uh, tries to do his best in terms of recruiting the right kind of talent, and I think uh, he can make a push for at least the middle of the league. I think the issue there is how the management is really going to be uh, responsive as the league rolls on. Because, uh, yeah, Almeria has definitely uh, been counted out of the DBL, I think, for too long. They definitely have the viewership. They have the fan base. It's just a matter of uh, bringing up that basketball story in that city and being definitely. able to really establish things uh, to a better standard. And... I mean, I think it's going to settle in, but yeah, yeah. as you said, I mean, uh, there are a couple of teams at the bottom of that league, but then yep. again, I mean, uh, even like uh, Yost United, I mean, Kelderland has been out of uh, the DBL talks for, I think, a couple of seasons now, uh, or at least a bunch of years. I mean, since the, the Matrix, uh, the Magic uh, situation was pretty much yep. over and done with. But, yeah, now back with Coach uh, Matthew Otten. I mean, uh, we, we know him from the Dutch national team as uh, the top assistant coach over there. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he's done a bang-up job as well to kind of incorporate those uh, guys from the, the promo division team that he's actually been coaching for a number of years now. And I think he's also managed to include a couple of guys from other clubs that have hopped on board onto that project team right now. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll be a fun league, um, especially in the DBL. No no doubt about it. Well, what, what about next week? Uh, I know for sure that there should be a good matchup uh, in the DBL yeah. to look forward to. We, we have a couple of fun games. Um, we have Den Helder Suns against Den Boss. That is going to be the... The North game of the week. There we yeah, go. That's, that's really going to be the game of the week. I will be covering that game. So you will be seeing a post-game analysis on that game. Awesome. Uh, then we, we also have uh, ZZ Leiden against Donar. Uh, ZZ Leiden has been a top team in the DBL for years. So that's yeah. also, all, always going to be a fun matchup. Uh, we have Almere Sailors against Ball. Uh, two of the more bottom teams, so they're really going to have a fight, I think. Uh, hopefully, Almeida can get on top and show some. Um, then we have the, the Haag Royals. 
the Hague Royals against Addis Leeuwarden. Yeah. Um, two of the middle teams. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, I hope uh, some things I saw with Addis last year, they did pretty well. Uh, also, in some of the team statistics, they were pretty high in the ranking. So I think they might have a little bit of an edge, but you never know. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you have uh, an, a Dutch derby uh, of Amsterdam against Rotterdam. Uh, oh, there we Colo go. Against Feyenoord. Uh, that's always fun. I mean, uh, that's like the El Clasico. Real Madrid, Barca, <laughs> the Netherlands, like uh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam uh, against Rotterdam is always fun. Uh, so I'm really going to be looking forward to those games. Uh, definitely. Hey, um, I mean, and- I, I'm hoping, honestly speaking, that uh, Berend guys, our former captain, I've heard that he's actually returned to the lineup for Apollo. And I, I wanted to uh, talk about that as well, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to... our our three our three guy Dexter Hope as well. He's he's also yeah. back in the lineup too. I've heard so those two boosts definitely should be uh, helping out Apollo pretty heavily, hopefully. And yeah, I mean, what what are you what are you thinking about that ma- that matchup? Um, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I mean, there's there's always a, a certain edge of com- being competitive against each other because it's. Apollo Rotterdam. It always has a little bit of an extra uh, feeling. Uh, the, 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 when uh, I pretty much always see those games. So when I when you walk into the gym, you can feel the the tension of the players, the coaches. Everyone really, really wants to win. Um, yeah, it feels great. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I hope Apollo, with the addition of uh, Berend and Dexter again, uh, can step it up and maybe win it. Uh, that would be re- would be a lot of fun. Uh, I would be really happy because I'll I'll be supporting Apollo, of course. Uh, Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. All right, my my final uh, let's say bit before we uh, go on to the wrap up, uh, Nick. So uh, I think for the first time ever, uh, specifically uh, with shoutouts to Instat Basketball, uh, the WBL since the restart, it's we're actually going to be able to to cover that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean. To me, uh, Dutch women's basketball has been overlooked for too long. I mean, I know neighboring countries uh, like Germany and Belgium, uh, they definitely have uh, higher levels of competition going on. However, uh, knowing how well Dutch basketball is established and how much uh, of young players we actually send uh, to the U.S. from the Netherlands, I mean, there's there's got to be some hidden jewels and gems in the WBL. And... Um, yeah, so I know that Rasshoppers, uh, Binnenland, Den Helder, uh, Batao Basketball, uh, who else? I mean, uh, Mart- Martini Sparks, uh, yeah. they, they, they all have uh, crazy lineups for sure, no doubt about it. But uh, what are your takes on the, the women's side? I mean, are we going to be able to see some good level competition going on this uh, restart? Definitely. I mean, uh, it, women's basketball in the Netherlands have been, has been overlooked for a long time. And I think w- we send so much talent to other leagues that it's about time that we get the a higher level of play. Um, so we can keep those players here. We can and, and we can elevate the level of Dutch women's basketball, especially and make it more known. Uh, if you ask people, it's not really talked about yet and that's something we really want to have in the next couple of years 
Mm -hmm. uh, we want people to talk about women's basketball. We want people to go to the games, watch the games, be involved with the league like we're really doing on the DBL side right now. Because the last couple of years, we have been growing loads in terms of viewership and uh, publicity in uh, the DBL. So hopefully we can do that for the WBL too. Got it. Got it. Definitely. Guys, let's head on into our uh, roundup. Uh, what do you all have to say? I'll, I'll kick it off with Chris first. Um, got, got anything exciting for us uh, coming up in Europe, you say? Um, I mean, some of these matchups are probably the most exciting. I would say, like, looking forward to that Turk Telecom game again. Uh, we briefly touched on the Seska Moscow and, and Zalgiris game. I, I know I'm going to be watching that. That's, uh, I mean, I think these guys are really going to clash. Mike James, he's an NBA player, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and and Zalgiris, I, I mean, agree. they used their big so well. The amount of alley-oops they threw in their last game, uh, it was unbelievable. They just clear out the floor, space the perimeter, and use their bigs off the pick and roll so well. I mean, that's the game I'll be watching for sure. Great to hear. Adolfo, what about you? What are your well, thoughts? We forgot about the Euro Cup. Uh, the top 16 is uh, beginning. Uh, uh, yesterday we saw the first surprise in, in this round. And I, I, I want to see how it, uh, it advances. Uh, I want to see this afternoon uh, Partizan, for example, against Trento. Uh, even uh, Morabank Andorra, Unix Kazan. Uh, well, uh, there is a, a plenty of games of of uh, too much quality. So I, I think we I will follow um, the the top sixteen of the of the Euro Cup. Sounds good, Ozan. What about you? Uh, I'm expecting the game between. Uh, Cheska Moscow and Barcelona at this Friday. I think uh, it will be a great game to watch. Uh, we, would, we are going to see uh, what's, what will two teams uh, have for each other. And I am curious about Barce uh, Barcelona's usage for Leo Westerman and what will happen to Toma Ertel. Uh, I think they are now talking about sending him to a non-Spanish team or uh, he will stay at Barcelona B team, but he will practically be inactive. So uh, I'm going to follow that drama going on in Barcelona. Also, I will be watching uh, the game between Besiktas and Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce is in a rhythm. I hope uh, Fenerbahce fans. So I hope uh, that they are going to keep up, uh, and we will have a great match for ourselves uh, in terms of BCL and Euro League. Sounds good. Last but not least, my man Nick. Yes. What are your Sorry, thoughts? You, you, uh, no. What, what are your What are your thoughts on uh, the wrap up in in Europe? So, um, any any last words before we close off? Um, ju I'm just hoping for a really fun first week. <laughs> I just hope we can get through these first weeks. Um, get get on playing and then just keep on going. Uh, I just hope that we get through it safe um everyone stays healthy and we can just really have a good start of the season in every league uh, i think that's going to be the biggest thing just get it going again definitely definitely guys thank you so much for this amazing talk every week wednesdays at four o'clock central european time catch us live love you all 
definitely going to look forward to having these shows more often. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye.